You're listening to The Roost Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Roost. Dressed it all pink except my gator shoes. Those are green. God damn it, Vlad. <laughs> so, uh, Vlad and I have been playing Magic all day. Yep. Being social. Mm-hmm. Today was the Battle Bond preview day. It was pretty fun. I'm sorry that we haven't been keeping up on recording. I got like three infections at once and it killed me. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually... Literally. He's dead. Now. Yeah, I'm I'm actually dead. So yep. rip me. Whatever. Um, No, I was super sick. I'm still kind of sick. So the only reason I can talk right now is because for the grace of God and all these different fucking things that I'm taking at once. Also, I'm really tired. I'm sick. I'm going to use a lot of vulgar, vulgar language here by accident. Don't judge me. I Blame judge. my cats. <coughs> Sorry. All right. So, so we're we're here today to talk about a couple things. First things first, Vlad. Yeah. How was your day today? Not bad. Better than I expected it to go. We played a lot of Magic today. Mm-hmm. So the new set called Battle Bond, which is two-headed giant themed, is coming out next week. For those that don't know, two-headed giant is a type of Magic in which you have two players playing at the same time against another team of two players. Mm-hmm. So this set was kind of released to be a um, juxtaposition, I don't, I don't remember, support for that format that doesn't really get love. It's not really an official format, but I guess now it is. Yeah. I don't know. I never really thought of it as an official format. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, I think there there have been a couple of uh, pre-releases where they had it. I, I remember us playing it at, what was it, Hour of Devastation? Yep. That was kind we, of fun. We played in a couple. Yep. Because our pre-releases always had Two-Headed Giant, but this set was specifically designed around Two-Headed Giant. Mm-hmm. We had a little bit of special things to hear, too. Yeah. And this episode's going to be a little bit different, too, because we're having some alcohol. A Lamau. Speaking of which, my alcohol disappeared. Vlad, alcohol me. Oh, yeah. This is the sound of me opening alcohol. My God. Okay. So. So, uh, the spoilers, there's a lot of dead air. I'm going to have to edit out later. Yep. There's a lot of, so when this set first came out, I had talked to Vlad and I said, hey, Vlad, how do you like a lot of these mechanics? By the way, we're going to be a little bit magic heavy today. So if you're not a fan of magic, I apologize. Um. This is what you're getting because this is what happened this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I could tell more stories in a sec, but it's so, just Vlad and I because Chelsea's out visiting family it's a couple states away. Mm-hmm. Um, so right, so I showed up to Vlad, and I was like, "Hey, Vlad, look at all this cool cards that they made." And, and I, I said, "I really like, like this stuff." And Vlad's like, "I fucking hate it." Yeah, I'm like, "This looks like garbage. This set looks like garbage. They're ruining the game. It. They're ruining Magic again. Why do they keep ruining Magic?" Why can't I get cards back like good old Deathrite Shaman? Deathrite Shaman was a mistake. I know it was. Um, like good old Bloodbraid Elf. Okay, yeah. Yeah, they're, you're right. Well, Bloodbraid Elf got unbanned. I know. Um, was no. Slightly less of a mistake. My issue came down to, when I looked at this initially, I'm like, this all looks really artificial and forced. This stupid, like, partners with thing looks really dumb. Yeah, and, let's, like, let's, some, like... let's talk about the partners mechanic real quick. Okay, so... On a, these partner cards. Now, they released partner 
as a mechanic for EDH for the the mistake set of EDH decks that I don't want to talk about. But this this is a different thing. This is partners with and then a card name, and um they exist in all of the enemy color set uh, sets of colors. So there's like a black one that partners with a green one and a uh, a red one that partners with a blue. Right. And what it is is when you play one half of the partner. They're all individual cards by themselves. When it when the creature enters the battlefield, target player can search their deck for a for the card that it partners with and put it in their hand. Um and that's an interesting thing because if you look at the set, it's designed to have players play uh allied colors in their decks, but uh, have but these partners are all in enemy colors. And so the idea is you're supposed to, instead of like putting both ends of the partners in your deck and then oh, fetching the other one out, it's you play one and then you get your teammate gets to play the other half of it. And they all have these like synergistic effects with each other. For example, uh, we, we had some pretty big plays with uh, the two Cyclopses. Well, the Cyclops and the Homunculus. Right. So they were all around like the flip coin mechanic, right? The whole... Uh, I don't know if you already explained this. I apologize. Um, the whole flip a coin, something happens, right? Yep. So the the Cyclops is this big, uh, big red dude for that, you. Yep. Um. So when he uh, uh at the start of combat, you flip coins until you get uh a um, until you get a tails, yep. and for each heads that anyone flips, like whenever anyone flips and wins the flip then uh, his power and toughness double until end of turn. Yep. Uh, the blue guy, the, the homunculus, and I can't pronounce his name. I don't remember. It. I don't remember um, either. It uh, has, at the beginning of combat, flip a coin until you get tails, uh, draw a card whenever someone wins a flip. Right. So because the trigger is not... Until is not based on the number of cards that um, times you flip correctly. It's based on the total number. You get some cool stuff like the the first time that we played them and we swing in and this guy uh, James swings in immediately with a twelve twelve on the turn. Yeah, and uh, I draw a whole bunch of extra cards into my hand. Yeah, and it was great. It, it, it's really like sometimes it just whiffs and you both get tails first off and they just sit there and kind of do nothing. And they're still respectable creatures. Like, yeah, like one's a one's a like one four, the other's a three three. They're just, they're just crappy like, eh. creatures. Yep. But and uh, then, when when they go off, holy shit! It's like, hey, let me just refill my hand and just smash all of your life. Like the second round we played. But mm-hmm. the first time I played them, we played our partners. Yep. Flipped coins. Um, what did I get? Like six times? Yeah. Six heads? Yep. So that became 192, 192? Yep. And I just drew my... I just refilled drew, my entire Yeah, you hand. drew six cards. Yep. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I couldn't swing with him because he didn't... He had summoning sickness. Yep. But it was still funny to have a 192, 192. Yep. But so it's yeah. all like little stuff like that. It's... Uh, so like... And then a lot of the other cards in the set, I'm just like, you know, this looks kind of boring. This is just some generic stuff that they brought back from old sets that, like, what they did and that, that I really liked was there are a lot of older cards that are, like, slightly worse or slightly more expensive versions of cards that exist. Right. But the key point is instead of saying, like, 
you draw two cards. It's target player draws two cards. Right. And so the cool thing that you do is when you're playing this as a team game, you get this, oh, I don't actually need the need extra cards in my hand right now, or I don't actually need these extra lands, and so on and so forth. So you you get the option to just play it on your ally instead. And right. uh, it, it has this really cool, like, synergistic feeling that you don't normally get. Like, and, you're like, oh, this would normally be a dead draw, but now I can help my ally with and, it. And, like, there were times where we played our first, the first uh, release that we did of it, uh... There were multiple times where I was like, crap, I don't have any cards in hand. Vlad has tons of cards in hand to do stuff with. Yep. All right, Vlad, make me draw cards. Mm-hmm. Bam, I draw two cards. Those two cards made a huge difference. Yep. You know, like, it's all about the, uh, I don't know. It's, it's like, it's really freaking important. Yep. So what me and Void played uh, were basically uh, our respective, like, f- kind of favorite archetypes in a broad sense, I think. Like... Uh, James tends to play like bigger, smashier decks, usually pretty low to the ground, low curve stuff. Yeah, like play a guy, play dudes that kind of interact with your dudes, but just play dudes. Yep. Whereas, I want to play like cheap dudes that do a lot. Yep. Whereas I'm a control player. So um, what we basically did both times, because we went to essentially two, we did two events in the pre-release, um, uh, was he played the the more like threat heavy like smash people in the face decks and I tried to support him with uh, a lot of just like removal or like control the board add some like supplemental stuff to his dudes and uh, we actually did pretty well the first one we went two and one I think right yeah we went two and run one the first one yeah and the second uh the second time we played we went three and all yeah and it was just super fun um. Mm-hmm. We we played the si- I mean I played red green both times. Yep, I played uh, blue white the first one and then blue black the second. And like the first time that we played, we were like, we have a solid deck. You know, we have ways to win. Mm-hmm. We have all this other stuff. The second time we played, we were like, we have crappy decks. Yeah, we're, we're not like, gonna do well. Yeah, we're looking at this and we're like, wow, we just really don't have just ways to win this game. We've got like okay cards at best, and like we're just having trouble even just filling up a a, a forty card draft deck. And uh, somehow it just worked perfectly. Like we just curved into exactly what we wanted. Well, James ramped into like. Yeah. Fucking, what was it, Blaze? Blaze, which is like a really bad fireball. Yeah, Blaze, which is just a fireball card, basically. Yeah, red right just... and an X, deal X damage. Mm-hmm. And we just killed people with that. Uh, um, we played that one. There's a new card that got released that says for each player, uh, choose friend or foe. Yep. Um, that's a new mechanic that they put in here, too. Mm-hmm. Each friend gets a beneficial effect, so I guess this one lets you discard your hand and draw one extra yeah draw that as many as you discarded plus one and then then the negative of it was deal damage to each or to target a, or f- to each, each opponent, foe each foe whatever for each card that they have in their hand yep and so when the when we first got that um the people we were playing against had like six and seven cards in their hand respectively so we just smashed the opponent for 13 yeah and then um there's another card in the set that's absolutely bonkers. That's um, it's like it's an eight drop. That's like six blue black, uh, for a three four flying creature, which is kind of shitty. But um, it has assist, so you can split the cost between you and your partner. 
Right. Um, you just have to pay all the colored mana, and then the rest of it's basically you can split as much as you want. Which honestly feels really good. Yep. Um So, like, the thing was, was that the more we played it, the more we felt like... So, like, assist felt really good as a mechanic. Mm-hmm. So it never made you feel like you had dead cards in your hand if you had an assist card. Yep. And it also... There was some skill behind it, too, because if, you're, if your friend helps you cast something out of your hand... That's less mana for them to spend. Yep. So, like... There was, like, a timing element to it. You wanted it, like, when your when your teammate, like, was maybe ready. they had cards, but there it wasn't, like, a good time to play those. Well, hey, you can help me cast this for really cheap, and then I can play my second dude that I also want to cast. Right. And, like, all the, power car- the powerhouse cards of the set that we played against, and we played ourselves... They don't just win games on their own like a lot of things do in formats. This yeah. one didn't feel like it. Mm-hmm. I think it was maybe because a little bit of that life buffer that's there. Yeah, even Plus, like the 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 red blue like flip coins, dude. Yeah, that that won us a couple of games, but it wasn't like just that. No, it was everything else working in tandem. Mm-hmm. I think that was another thing that we did well too that a lot of people didn't do is that we worked our decks very. St- we we covered a wide basis instead of doing the same thing. Yeah. We were like, we're going to work together on this stuff. Not just that, but like, even though I'm low to the ground, I'm still going to p- pack a little bit of removal. Mm-hmm. And you were like, okay, even though I'm control, I'm still going to play dudes that can smash face. Yeah. And that's kind of what we needed. Mm-hmm. So I think overall, the set felt really good. Mm-hmm. Um, the bombs aren't like game ending because most of the bombs in the set fly. And there's a lot of ways to deal with flying creatures in the set. Yeah. How, like, it's worth mainboarding the the card that's just, it's a four drop that says destroy target flying creature artifact or enchantment. There's a lot of blue cards that put things on top of owner's libraries. Yeah, there's or, like, the removal for a, for a set based on limited. The removal is actually surprisingly, like, respectable. It's, it's... not like... I wouldn't call it, like, oppressive towards creatures, but it, it's respectable. This is a set where Swords to Plowshares is a, uncommon. Mm-hmm. Um, like, most most of the removal's not that efficient, but, like, it's not bad. You know, like, Claustrophobia is a fairly solid card in this. I think Pacifism is uh, an uncommon. I think by us playing stuff that we also knew how to play well, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, you playing Control and me playing Aggro. Or I guess mid range. Yep. Mid range is more like it. Kinda solidified it too, because the idea that like you know how to play control, you know what cards are good in control, you know what you want to do. Yep. But we are also not exper not not experienced in uh being able to play the other person's type of deck. Yep. So like if you came to me and you were like, I don't know how I feel about this card. Yep. And then I could say, Well, maybe instead of playing that card you could play this other card. Mm-hmm. But then you go you rebuttal and you say well, but think about it. X, Y, and Z things, you know, like we would have an actual discussion. Yep. And it would make even better plays. Yeah. So that that was pretty hype. I oh. felt like it was just like super... The the format's like just good. Mm-hmm. Like I hate to say it, like, I don't know. It was, There was nothing bad about the format because even when we were losing and it like sucked because we got land screwed yep. or anything else that happens like that, you don't feel bad out of it because you still are in it with your friend. Mm-hmm. You know, because like there, I think one of our games, you carried me out of it because I got land screwed for most of the game. Yeah, it was like our first match where you were kind of, you were, you got like three or four mana and then got kind of stuck for a little bit. Yeah, and then I played the Cyclops on yep. like turn six or seven. Yeah, and then we I managed to like 
I I picked up a bit of slack in there and like was stalling out the game, and then you managed to get your lands and got back online and right, helped me because, finish it out. Because you may overextend on gas a little bit, but imagine how long I'm holding on to stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like stuff that can actually do things. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even like my beat stick stuff wasn't even that like aggressive. It was still, it was aggressive, but it was more like mid rangey aggressive. Yeah. So I mean, overall, like fucking. Do it. If you have the chance to play Battle Bond, play it. It's super fun. Don't bother opening packs on their own. Um, yeah. Like, I opened a foil. War's Wage. A War's Toll. War's Toll. War's Toll. Great card in the actual, like, limited format. Yeah, it but destroyed like, some people in there. Yeah. I opened it's... two in my prize, uh, prize packs. One foil, one non-foil. Yeah, but, like, pulling that from a pack at the end when you aren't actually playing is just kind of, like... Okay. Yeah, like what am I, I gonna do with this? Like I understand that some people may want individual cards, but I don't suggest you buy a box of it. Yeah, unless you've just... got fr- enough friends to like play a uh, limited. What's it called? Because yeah. that that's a ton limited of fun. sealed. Yeah, or a limited draft even. Or yeah. hell, you could even make a cube out of this set. It's pretty good. That that actually seems like it would be pretty fun to do. Just like a two headed giant sealed cube. Yep. That seems like something we should do with it. Because yeah. like there's just so many avenues you can go with it. Mm-hmm. Um, Warriors are surprisingly strong and show up in every color. And not just that, but like, you don't feel like they're overtuned and you don't feel like they're undertuned. Yeah, and you don't you don't have to dedicate to I am playing a warrior deck. Like, You're just like, hey, I'm gonna play this card, and since I've got a couple of other cards that work with it, I get a little bonus. So like the first when we played in our first pre-release, mm-hmm. warriors were like, hey, we have these things, they're bonuses, but we're not actually playing it. Mm-hmm. Then the second match, or the second time we played, the second uh, tournament we played in, I went a little bit more heavier on the warrior side, but that didn't really benefit that much at yeah. all. It, I mean, it like, ended more of the, the the dragon that we just like hit people. Yeah, there was the like end. this weird like nine cost dragon that had assist that dealt four damage to something with flying. Yeah, you know, so like you freaking play that dragon. And you're like, look, I'm doing all this damage. Also, Greater Good was a card. Yep, Greater Good. There are actually some surprisingly money cards in the set. You know, like, Greater Good, I think, is worth a little bit. Yeah, it's um, worth a lot more than you think it is. Doubling Season is worth money. What was the other one that, uh, what's his name, pulled? Oh, um, God, uh, Seedborn like, Muse. Oh, yep, Seedborn Muse. Another, like, Land good tax. card. Land Tax. Land yep. Um, hold on, I'm looking up uh, Greater Good's cost right now. Oh, God, I'm dying. Surprisingly good card in that set, Spell Snare. Uh, eighteen bucks for Greater Good. Yep. Um, I'm trying to remember what the other fun stuff was. Um, we got to see someone. This wasn't in a game where we were playing. Cast Dramatic Reversal into play of the game. Yeah, that was pretty great. Dramatic Reversal is a card that says, um, until the uh, until your next turn, if you would die. Well, if you would lose the game, instead your life total becomes one, then you draw seven cards. Yeah, and then play Um, the game exiles all permanents. All non-land permanents. Yeah. So they cast, uh, they were going to lose, they cast Dramatic Reversal, drew into play of the game, and then when they untapped on their turn, they cast play of the game, and uh, ended up turning that game around into a victory, which I think is just the hypest shit. Yeah, and, like, the thing was, was that that was, like, fantastic. They were not going to win at all. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they didn't have an out. That was their out. Yep. Man, 
that's kind of a really cool way to like look at this. Mm-hmm. A lot of these cards have like so the cool thing is the problem with that I see with cards like play of the game yep. and dramatic reversal and stuff like not dramatic reversal. Is it tra- no, it's Dramatic Reversal is the one that I was just talking about. Yeah, yeah, dramatic reversal. Um dramatic reversal, the black card. Yeah. Uh it when you read it you're like, ha, huh, that that would be cool to pull off, but it's never gonna happen. And this is just a bad card. Mm-hmm. Then you find out that like you end up playing it and you're like this isn't impossible to play. Yeah. This is actually kind of a sick card to keep. Yep. Um, that's like with, you know what card feels like, uh, you know what card feels like that is the red three drop, take an extra turn. Oh, um, yup, yup. Or uh, end the turn, you lose the game after this one. Yeah. Those cards are actually like crappy. Yup. I think it's because of the fact that like, um, instead of putting yourself into a better board state, or into like a comparable board state. Instead, you're like halting whatever is going on. Yeah, those are more um like the the red versions like that are more like win more cards. Uh, no, I think they're just like solidify your win. Yeah. Whereas the dramatic reversal actually does function as like a dramatic reversal in the late game. Like drawing seven cards for a th- what is it a three mana. Uh, dramatic reversal was four. I thought still drawing four card, drawing seven cards for four mana in black with another upside. If you're about to lose the game, is not only does it like feel great when you pull it off. Sorry, it's some- stunning reversal. Stunning reversal. Dramatic okay. reversal is the card that lets you untap. Right. Dramatic oh, reversal is the, the blue one. Yeah. Um, so stunning <laughs> reversal. So um, stunning reversal, really hype. I think that was, like, one of my favorite cards of the set. Mm-hmm. The Planeswalkers were strong. Yeah, but not unbeatable. Right. So, like, we played against it, and, like, it kind of wrecked us, but it didn't kill us, right? Yep. It didn't stop anything. Yeah. It it slowed us down. We were able to pull through and won that game. But, uh, yeah, the the Planeswalker pair is uh, fairly strong, I will say. Uh, but I don't think it's oppressive. Yeah, I don't think so either. I uh, think especially I think that's partially due to like the nature of the format. Like yes, play the you have to focus on them and yes, to, they have a lot of synergy together. But you got to remember that you've also got two people trying to kill this planeswalker at the same time. Um also you have to think about the fact that when you play you want to play them together, right? Mm-hmm. So that forces one player to have to play it when they may not want to. Yeah. So like that's like Let's say player A plays one of the Planeswalkers, yep. right? You want to play them together. Yeah. So your the partner's... Other one, they're, like, not very good by their by I each think, other. I actually think they're okay by each, or without each other. But I think the blue one is better. <clears throat> like, um, because the blue one has, a, has its minus two that's not reliant on anything. Yeah, but you could also minus two and get your, your partner to fucking play the, the other Planeswalker. Yeah... Um, I guess I don't know. I like them. I like them a lot. I think they're really good. I just don't see myself ever playing them without uh, like I don't see myself ever. So like, if I played them in limited, the weakness is the fact that they're so good in synergy that you have to kind of time warp your other partner's turn to play it. Yep. I don't know if that makes sense. No, I I get what you're saying. Like it it forces. Like it forces a play of your partner that you don't want them to have to play. Yeah. 
Um, you you have to both be like prepared to basically tap out to to drop the planeswalker. On, and like, that's okay. Or... Don't get me wrong. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with. There are times that you're gonna want to fucking play that card. Yeah. Like they're a really good combo. Mm-hmm. And like, once you remove one, you still have to remove the other, which is a pain too. Yep. But there are two people that you're up against that are trying to remove it. Yep. So. And you can just focus down on one and then the other. Yeah, so that that was pretty fun. Um, God, what were, were any other sleeper just win cards? Um, I feel like all the assist cards were fantastic. Yeah, the assist cards in general were just very well designed. I feel none of them felt like you know underwhelming. None of them felt underwhelming. None of them felt like overly oppressive either. Like, yeah, okay, you can turn four, slam this seven five trampler because you guys both tapped out for it. But that's, you know, two players tapping out for the 7-5 Trampler. If the, if the other player has an answer for it, then uh, you've made a kind of bad gamble. But if they don't have an answer for it, then you're going to untap and start slamming them in the face with it the next turn. Right, and it all depends, like, you know... It all, I mean, the assist mechanic is so weird because, like, they had to make the cards good enough to, like, say, hey, you both want to pay for it, but also make it bad enough that says, hey, you both have to pay for it. Yeah, none of them, like, you can cast them, you can hard cast them, but none of them are really worth hard casting until it's the end of the game and you aren't going to spend that mana on anything which, else. Uh, which I did hard cast a couple of them. Yeah. Like, but then again, I ramped so much in that second tournament, it's not yeah. even funny. Um, so the second tournament... We had one. Uh, we had one great combo. We think that the MVP card in the set, by the way, is Switcheroo. Yup. Switcheroo allows you to exchange control of two target creatures. Yup. Five so, five mana, four and a blue. Yup. Um, the best part is that it's four and a blue. Yup. So what that did was that allowed us to uh, gain hey, control. Hey of James. A, yeah. Do you know what the mana cost for that is? What for you? Ha. Ha. Ha! <laughs> All, okay. right. All right. So, so so we switched control of, like, this guy's Savage Ventmaw, which is the guy that attacks to add five mana to your mana pool. Six. Six mana to your mana pool that doesn't empty between phases. Yep. And For a, a dude that he had used pacifism on. Yeah. So we gave him this worthless, like, 2-2 two, two, and got got this dragon got that this, ramped like, us really five. hard. Yeah. So, well... So what did we do with the ramping? I had an X spell that did X damage to them. Y'all. Um, so I used that. I also used it on Feral Hydra, which is an X green, make an XX. <coughs> yep. And then it has like any player may pay three mana to add another uh plus one plus one counter to it. But then that didn't even win us the game. We just played that card that dealt damage to people in their hand for yeah. stuff in their hands. No, that was the second match. Was that, that? Of. the first? That wasn't the Ventmaw match. The no, Ventmaw I, oh. we won with the second Blaze. Right, because we got to... back because of the Vampire Wizard guy. Right. Each game was really close too. That was the other thing I liked is that you you couldn't like just not play correctly. Mm-hmm. You know, like you had to play the game like to yep. the best of your ability. Yeah. That was the other thing about having, like, the larger... I feel like the larger pools that they give you... Right. And, like, the way that the the, the set is distributed... Uh, it made it so... Like... I'm sorry. I just kind of lost my train. Basically, 
It made it so you were less likely to just be like, wow, I pulled garbage. I guess I'm just going to lose this. Which I've had, like, not drafts so much, but, like, limited Sealed. pools where I've looked at this and I've been like, wow, I might as well just go home at this point. Um, and I didn't feel like that at all. And I feel like everybody, like, got good cards. That's not true. I felt in our second tournament, I felt our pool was so bad. It's funny. <laughs> and yeah. I felt that our second tournament, we were going to lose and we were going to get stomped on. And then we had the we didn't have the best pa- uh, packs at all. We did not have the best set at all. We just had good synergy. Mm-hmm. And we just played it out well. And we just, like, didn't play badly uh no that's not true we did play badly a little bit yeah but um we just didn't like we we found synergy between cards that normally didn't have synergy Mm -hmm. like we wouldn't expect them to be so synergistic yeah and cards that i thought were crap were actually fantastic Mm -hmm. such as blaze yeah and that that what was it like fire field uh tyrant yeah the this fucking like nine drop dragon that we mentioned earlier that I had to convince James not to switch out of red because we needed to play. Yeah. Um, And then cards that I thought were like fantastic like greater good ended up being like okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't, actually that's not true. They ended up being really good because greater good like helped me stay in the game. Yeah it helped us dig for like the, the finishers. Correct. But I was so worried about drawing out. Mm-hmm. So that's okay. Yup. I didn't get to cast out of bounds once, which is very sad. That's the assist counterspell, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's honestly, it's one of my favorite cards in the set just because of how simple it is. And just, I feel like it's really good in its simplicity. Yeah. Because you know what? It's just three and a blue assist counter target spell. I think it's really good. I think that card's fantastic. Mm -hmm. I feel like this gives two added giant a little bit more oomph behind it to like, be played not as like a real format but like as a um a fun format with friends yep there's a lot more options to do i don't feel like you'd ever really want to play it constructed you'd just want to play it sealed Mm -hmm. because i think that's where all the fun comes in of it yeah so all right i think that's our battle bond preview event talking points right i think we're good with that Mm -hmm. um besides that we've been playing mobile games this week yep um we quit our previous mobile games and switched to a mobile game that we started playing. Yep. Um, Vlad quit his boats. Yep. I quit my summoner's trash. Yep. And now we're playing King's Raid. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about it. I really like certain mechanics, but at the same time, um, it doesn't reward bad behavior. What do you mean? Uh, you can't. No, I was joking around saying you oh. can't pay to win. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's well. I mean, you can kind of pay. Not to really, win, but it's like really freaking hard to pay. To yeah, win. you have to pay a lot of money to pay to win. Yeah, and the uh, it's I've enjoyed it so far because it hasn't. I haven't felt like it was scumming me out of like anything. Like trying to be like, oh yeah, here let me get this real low drop rate thing. No, but, like everything is like fantastic. They yeah, give they you give a you lot. a whole bunch of just free stuff. Uh like I I guess maybe it it's guilty of this whole like tease them with some good stuff so they go chasing it forever Eh, not really though because they they give you more options to pick up good stuff yeah and like it's not impossible to grind like you actually see results yep my my complaint that i'd level at it so far is that there's a certain distinct point where there's like an xp cliff 
Yeah, and uh, a lot of people complain about it too. Like people that I've seen that play the game for a while, mm-hmm. all complain about it, and they say it's like the worst thing to deal with, and then it takes them a week to level characters. Yep. even at end game. Yeah, and so. so like that's that's an unpleasant thing to deal with, but uh, other than that, I've been enjoying it. There are cute girls in it, which is very important. Yeah, but they're not the cutest girls, which makes you really sad. Yeah, they they could be could be a little cuter, but like. I mean, I'll settle not, for it. It's not the worst. Mm-hmm. So, uh, besides that, I think um, I will be on a business trip for the next week. So you are in charge of getting Chelsea to record an episode with you. Oh God! So good luck with that. Oh no! Well, you'll be fine. <laughs> yep. So uh, we will. You guys will not hear this voice for the next week and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we will be fine. Maybe I'll maybe I'll Skype in or something like that. Yep. And that's how we'll get me recording. But uh, if you guys liked this episode, if you guys liked us talking about magic, or if you guys just liked us talking in general with like the Vlad and I dynamic, uh, leave us a comment. You know, go on Facebook, Remember say hi. Remember to like, fave, and subscribe. Yeah, smash that MF and like button, fam. How else are we supposed to know that you like the content we make? Yep. Or else then we're going to have to make new content, like Vlad with his shirt off all the time. Hey. That's not a... That's not... A bribe that's a threat. Flat has very hairy nipples. Not at all. He has no nipples. He got them removed at birth. (laughs) (laughs) I'm currently dying, so I'm going to go back to dying. Thank you guys for for listening. Uh, We blabbed about magic for about half an hour, and we'll probably record... I don't know. Maybe we'll record another episode before I have to leave. But yeah, bye, guys. Have fun.